0: Have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired, and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary they will walk and not faint. Isaiah chapter 40 verses 28 through 31. Welcome to the Kingdom Misfits podcast, where we talk about biblical topics and culture through the lens of scripture. Our goal is to deepen our understanding of God's word through wrestling with scripture and renewing our minds. What's up, everybody? I'm your host, David. I'm Mike. And we'd like to thank you for tuning in to the Kingdom Misfits podcast and supporting us. Mike, it's 2023 and we're going on our third season. And in this being our first episode of the year, I thought it would be a great idea for us to talk about our journey starting this podcast and some of the lessons we learned along the way because it was not an easy journey. (laughs) So, (laughs) right? It was kind of challenging. And after that, I want to follow up with a discussion on life areas we can use as a guide for where to turn our attention to in 2023. So, Mike... For those who are new, let's talk about how we got started with this podcast, so that way they can get to know us and, and yeah. where we started at. Yeah. So uh,
1: I'd like to start with our friendship. Uh, you know, our friendship started uh, about fifteen years ago. Yeah, right? it's been fifteen and years. And we we met at uh, Eternal Rock Fellowship, where you were attending, and uh, the pastor there, Joe Alvarado. You know, shout out to Joe. Um, he's a great teacher. Uh, I love him dearly. He was there for me uh, in some, you know, desperate times. Mm-hmm. And he always, now he knows this. If he listens to this, he knows this. He always answered my phone call. So yeah. it was four or three in the morning talking to a drunk guy. That was, <laughs> that was you know, pretty incredible of him. So I love him very much for that. But that's where we, we've met. And um, we kind of just developed a, a, a church friendship. Yep. You know, we... Uh, Set what's up to each other when we met when we seen each other and um, I think I did a uh, uh, I think I did a man's group there yeah the thin red line yeah, uh, the Man Up series, and you and I did and we that. Made a video, Man Up, <laughs> like, somewhere on Facebook. Yeah. It, it popped up video. every now and then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like, gosh, man, man so corny, but you know, it was great, you know, seeing everybody. But that's kind of where our friendship started. And I like to always credit the conversation we had in my backyard three years ago. Now, yeah.
0: Well, before you go there, yeah. let me just add a little bit of um, a little bit more to that so um there was a season right there's a long time that went through where we hadn't talked to each other your wife gel and my wife jessica they started connecting um i think we went to a lunch at dave's barbecue somewhere in northfield yeah um in denver smoking dave's yeah smoking dave's yeah shout out
1: to smoking dave's it was good meat (laughs) And,
0: and and they started doing like a angelica invited my wife to like a women's group and and they start she started attending all that and then during that time. My relationship with my wife was was really rocky, and I wasn't even at all into church. I mean, um, for for a long time since we we uh, moved away from everybody that we knew and did church with, and I felt right. like I was a lone wolf during that time. And then I just kind of go into different churches. I I, I lost all. Interest in church. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything I did was going through the motions, right? Took my family to church, but it was just going through the motions. And then uh, I remember, like, uh, we went to a, what, a barbecue at your house, and that's where you were picking up, right? We went to yeah, a barbecue, at your so, travel, and we had a good conversation.
1: Yeah, it was. I think uh, Jessica had reached out to my wife, and she had, because joe and I at that time, prior to that day, her and I, our relationship was being fixed you know we we both kind of knew that this was this was it like her and i our relationship like we're in it to to the end right so Mm -hmm. we had to fix some things there was a lot of things said between us that i didn't like her saying she didn't like me you know so we were like over that hump but you guys were actually they, they, kind of from from yeah from <laughs> what i from what i remember and you could correct me if i'm wrong but i think it was like your relationship was pretty much over like there was no fixing it like Je- i think jessica was desperate to to try to hang on to try to fix something like she was reaching out to everybody yeah and the um, uh my wife when she started halo's closet it, uh it was a women's group and that's where. Uh, Jessica was getting plugged in at they would meet my uh they would rent out rooms at the libraries and they would meet there and and they would give a message mm-hmm. you know and so that's kind of the origin story of that and how Jessica and, and Jao got reconnected because there was we went years without speaking and then yeah. I think you and I mm-hmm. um I think in what 2013 uh you showed me a, a little clip that popped up on your journal where we went and had lunch together yeah you know yeah. And we kind of talked about uh you know our marriage and stuff like that because i you and i i think we're the same you know we're just kind of just getting through life with uh we're getting through life with our wives <laughs> <You know? laughs> barely you know, barely making it and stuff and then that led uh you know so jal and jess they started getting very involved in, in christ and they started just falling in love with him. And, and I know you and I both have said this, but we had that jealousy. We're like, yeah. we want that happiness. Like, where are they getting that from? And that's, we, we had you guys over for dinner. Um, I think we might've had another couple over. I don't remember, but I know you, guys, you and Jess had stayed. You and I had went down to the backyard and we sat on my uh, bench, a uh, little picnic table thing we had back there. And we just started talking. And I remember, I remember... This is my personal uh feeling of it, our conversation excuse me, I got real um scared I thought i was man, I thought I was losing you spiritually mm-hmm. because i seen I seen what God did for me, mhm, and I remember our conversation where you were really really defensive on allowing God it back in your life, and it was maybe almost like a disbelief in him, yeah um. And I remember feeling this way that I'm feeling now where it was like a desperation, like, man, I can't, you know. And so I think I I, um, I um, was very honest with you mm-hmm. about a lot of things that I wasn't honest, I or not that I wasn't honest, but that I didn't share with a lot of people. And I did that out of desperation, you know, because I didn't want to lose you as a, you know, as a friend or I didn't want to lose you, you know, to this world. And so I think after you and I spoke and I'll let you know, you could tell yeah, your yeah. half of that part, but I think I'm pretty like when we got done speaking, we're like, man, we should have done that on a
0: podcast.
1: We should have recorded that. Cause there was a lot of like, we were real yeah, and we're honest the, and we, yeah,
0: conversations and for, for a lot of you guys out there and, and, and women too, like we see this a lot with the women. And I just want to kind of plug in and provide some context for the, for the godly jealousy part. I was definitely checked out of my faith. I didn't want nothing to do with church. Christians got on my nerves. I couldn't stand being in church. Just being in church made me angry and having to go through the process of waking up. So I I checked out of my faith. But during that time, my wife and Mike's wife, they were doing ministry and no matter what jabs I threw at my wife like Are you going with those Christians. I can't believe you're you're uh you know talking about God. I don't want nothing to do with God. And I would do it intentionally like throwing jabs to try mm-hmm. to piss her off and tear her down and 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 uh, discredit her faith, right? And she just didn't pay me no mind. Like she just kept leaning into the word, leaning into the women's group, leaning into that side of it. And when I started recognizing that you know, nothing that I say is bothering her because she is 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 moving closer to Jesus and I'm moving the other way. So there's this gap. Mm. And 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 for a lot of you women out there, I, I can now understand what you're going through when you're trying to follow Jesus, but yet your husband's or your spouse or significant other is checked out and going the other way. It's difficult because a lot of, you know, when you're both not going in the same direction, there's no unity in the household. And our kids are kind of feeling the bloodbath in the aftermath of all that. They're, they're getting these mixed messages where mom's praising God and dad don't even want to get up and go to church. And that caused a lot of dissension in the household. So therefore, you know, after Mike and I started connecting, I started realizing like something that that conversation that day made me realize like, hey, I'm out of pocket. Like I'm in the wrong here. And, and then I was just like, you know what? Mike's grown. I, I I remember you going through those times, being the drunk yeah. and and just kind of always fighting, bro. <laughs> I, I remember that, and I was like, "What changed in you?" Because you know, we, a lot of times we'll see a lot of brothers and a lot of friends they go down that path and they don't really come back. Right. You know what I mean? It does end in divorce. It does end up in the breaking of the marriage, or it's years of misery for that relationship, and they just isolate themselves from everybody who was of faith in their communities. So I, I've seen that happen a lot. But something changed in you. And then seeing something changed in my wife, and yet me being over here, being mad at the world, wasn't benefiting anything, that made me want to change. Mm-hmm. And then that's, of course, and we've talked about this in previous podcasts, where the dab group started coming in. Mm-hmm. And then we started joining that, and it started moving forward. So going back to starting this podcast, you know, I've always dabbled, I've always liked to dabble in, in creativity. I wanted a way to express myself and you wanted it a way to express yourself. Yeah. And then we started talking about podcasts and it was like, well, let's do it. And I didn't know, you know, I didn't know if he was going to follow through and I didn't know if I was going to follow through. Yeah. And I was just like, you know what? Let's go get the equipment. Let's do it. We tried. I think we tried recording a couple of times. It didn't work out very well. Yeah. But we are just like, you know, you said that you wanted to, to follow through. Yeah. That was the main thing with you was the consistency. Like you yeah. want to start something, but you never follow through on it. And you're like, you know what? If we do this, I'm going to follow through. And you held true to your word. Yeah. Like we're, we're, we're in season three now. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is why, and we didn't talk about this part in, in the previous podcast, but to me, I'm blown away because when, you know, on the Spotify where it talks about the year in reviews, a lot of you get that with your play, playlist if you listen to Spotify. And it actually gave us a year-end review of our podcast. And here, you know, I know we're, we're a small podcast. We got 24. I mean, <laughs> I think this will be our 26th, 25th uh, episode that we've yeah. done. And and I'm looking at these stats and I'm like, not bad, you know? And I, I was always looking and tracking these little milestones. I was like, can we get to 500 downloads? That's the goal. We hit that. We're we're getting really close to 1,000 downloads already last time I checked. And then we've got a lot of support from friends, from family. Yeah. And, and people just kind of, people were supporting us. And that has just made me feel like, wow, this art consistency and follow through yeah. is starting to pay off, and we're starting to see like we're actually developing an audience, and that to me just uh, it was like a, a mind blown moment. I couldn't believe it. How was that for you? Yeah,
1: no, when you sent me a a screenshot of of the number of the numbers and stuff and everything, and I just I, I think I responded back to you with like. Bro, us? Uh, <laughs> like, right, like like us. We like, did that. You know, like God's using us, like me and you. Like God's using us? Like who would have thought? Like yeah. you know, uh, a friendship that that was planted fifteen years ago and, and here we are, like reaching more people where for a moment there it looked like you and I would probably not even be in the church today. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I probably wouldn't be alive. I would probably would have drunk myself to death somewhere, you know. And um, but here we are just just putting uh putting this our hearts out there you know our content is is who we are and one of the things that i don't want to get lost in in anything is you know we're we're doing this for for christ like yeah. we we really want to reach people you know we really want it, you, the reason why we're so transparent with with our our situations with our struggles with our marriage with our everyday life is because nobody is Nobody's out there. You don't hear people talk about their struggles. Yeah. You, you hear people talking about their clout and their their what they got and stuff. But the fact is, is everybody is missing something in their heart. Everybody is, is hurting somewhere. And as men, you and I both know that um, there's a part that we don't really speak about. There's an unwritten rule that men are supposed to be this and men are supposed to be that. But, suffer in silence. Yeah. And, and what you're seeing is... The, the effect and the aftermath of that is broken homes. You're seeing divorces. You're seeing um, kids being raised without their fathers because they're in prison or, you know, they passed away of uh, drug overdose or, you, you know, you're seeing all of this and it's like, why? Yeah, men are why? lost. You know, and and... It, are we the voice for for man? I don't know. No, nah, probably. I don't know. Not, but we're trying to <laughs> talk to you and I, reach you. I'm trying. I'm. I have like you know like today, my wife and I, we had lunch with uh, with some friends, and you know our conversation turned into our uh, our issues, our marriage issues. You know, my wife and I, and we're we're still we're still struggling with things. You know, but the the thing is, is we're we're going we're fixing them and mm-hmm. we're not giving up on each other and, and we're working through it. You know, everything that comes like nothing's ever easy. But I think when people l- look at the Christian life and and I this is where I love I love being a misfit because I don't fit in a box. Mm-hmm. Right? So when people see me, you're just like, "That guy?" You know he's like it's like yeah Jesus uses that guy the drunk you know the drug addict the uh the the guy that's you know hooked put, on porn, yeah and the guy putting his his family last and doesn't even have a family wife who knows where he's at you know like mm-hmm. yeah God uses people like us God yeah. uses us and, and I just want to be a light to that you know and and just man if if at the end of the day if you find yourself as a man and you're sitting there And you're contemplating why why i just i encourage you to open your bible and you'll
0: find the answers it is and i want to add to that mike by saying i didn't know where to go to to express these things that i had in my heart man this brokenness and and a lot of the podcasts and kudos to them there's a lot of great christian content out there but i have not been exposed to any of them that that we're we're talking about our times where we're struggling being drunk where we're walking in faith but we're still dealing with these demons that we have and everybody understands that right your church is a building full of sinners but i felt this way like i had to put on something a different hat when i went to church right because i didn't want anybody to see the brokenness even though we talk about brokenness in the church and we talk about sin and all that but i felt like because i'm at church you know, I, ha- I should put on that side of me that says, hey, I got it all together. You know what I mean? God is working in me, I'm blessed, and all this stuff. But it, but inside that wasn't the case. Yeah. So I want to be like, God bless you, brother. Have a good one. I, I'm doing good, man. God's doing things in my in my life. But yet I'm over here like, man, you don't understand the fight I just had. My wife just to get up and come here. You don't understand like how I'm struggling with all this other stuff, and I'm struggling with certain sins, and I'm struggling with certain addictions. I'm I'm struggling over here.
1: Yeah.
0: Being afraid or uncomfortable with with being transparent with that with my fellow brothers and sisters, even though I should understand that they should be the first to relate to me with that. So that's not a problem with the church and people. That was an internal problem that I had. Right. And, and so this is something that we want to encourage other men and women. You know, If you're feeling that way, that's why we have those conversations because we want you to know that you're not alone. And when we bring on these guests who talk about the, their experiences and how Jesus has done something in their lives and what they're still working on, we're all doing that. We don't sit before you saying, hey, we're, we've got it all together, or that we, you know, we're, we're these super mature Christians, though that is the goal and the target. I want to be a mature faith. I want to be mature in yeah. my faith. But right now, I feel like I'm reconnecting with my faith. And over this journey that we've been doing in this podcast and these conversations, these are almost like outlets in, in areas of healing for myself. Because we get to talk about it and we're putting it out there in the world. Yeah, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> and 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 therefore, it's like, hey, it's, it's, it's out there. Let God do what God needs to do. But we want to always do our best to be transparent with you all who are listening and supporting us and bring on people who are going to bring the real talk. We're going to talk about real life. We ain't going to sugarcoat anything. And please do forgive us if we let a few words slip on the podcast, if I say something that I shouldn't have said. My apologies, but I haven't grown from that yet. So you know what I'm saying. So yeah. it could be an issue. Yeah,
1: you know, one of the things I've I've realized is I always tell my kids this, and I and I I've told my wife this a few times, and this is how I kind of figure out issues: is when when something's continuously going bad everywhere you go, there's something like there's you don't fit something's just not fitting right. I always tell them like, what's the common denominator in every situation? You. it's you right when the common when when you are following christ and every time a door shuts and another one opens or you find yourself walking through the valley but you get through it right mm-hmm. and no matter what you're you're pressing forward you're doing this and as long as you're staying in your word that what's the common denominator in that side on the other side of the coin it's jesus jesus when 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 you make Jesus the common denominator of your life you'll no it's not guaranteed that you're not going to go through valleys because it says in scripture that it rains on the good and the bad mm-hmm. right so you're going to go through valleys why not go through it with him you know rather go like, through them without right so um that was one of the things that really stuck out to me this last year was the common denominator in all my blessings was Christ and i have to i have to say that out loud you know because yeah. i can't allow that to to creep in and be like look what i did because i i didn't do
0: nothing yeah you know so if it was up to me i'd probably be uh stuck by myself somewhere <laughs> hooked on I would, something I, yeah, <laughs> I don't know i would be in a bar right now you know if
1: it wasn't for that but right amen um,
0: So let's talk about like the name. When we started, we, we originally started with the name of the podcast Wrestling with Scripture. And that was something that was important to us too, as as we're as we're going through and learning the word. Because I think I could say it for both of us. You know, I've I've been to a lot of Bible studies, did a lot of different types of teachings. I went to college and got my minor in theology, but I've never <laughs> I cannot honestly sit here and say that I've read through the Bible. You know, I mean, I've studied topics on the Bible, mm-hmm. so I didn't have that in me. And then there's times in our lives and in our walk where we were on fire, but then that passion died out. And then in the past couple of years, when we started doing, and we're, you're going to hear this a lot from us because we're part of a group that that focuses on the daily audio Bible and going through that. But as you're going through this group, or whether you're doing a a, a plan that takes you from A to Z through the Bible, right, um, through Genesis through Revelations. Or, maps, <laughs> but it's important that you actually take the time to go through the Word of God and and learn it from A to Z, and that's what we've been that's the journey we've been on, and to me, it feels like a, a reawakening. It's like this newfound love of scripture. So I feel like ah uh, though I am not new to faith, I feel like my faith has been renewed, hmm. and that I am approaching everything, even if I've read through it before with a new set of eyes and an open heart right because i want to first follow jesus i want to connect with my heavenly father and i want to learn about the holy spirit because i spent so much time pushing the holy spirit away and not believing not really believing in it right cuz the only time i've seen the holy spirit or heard about it was when somebody was yelling and falling down in somebody's arms right you know so that that that, that really turned me off so now i'm trying to re establish an open heart to learning about that,
1: yeah. What I'm doing this year for the first time is I'm actually reading physically reading the Bible with the physical Bible from from start to fi- from first page to last page. Mm-hmm. And I'm using um, I'm going to give a shout out to uh, the guys. Um, I forget his name, but he has he does the it's called the Ezekiel Project. So if you guys are looking for something that you want to write, like a, you get a notebook and everything else, it's really cool. Um, I encourage you guys. Is that on YouTube? Um he has a website. Uh he comes to our church every now and then and promotes it. Okay. Uh but just look up uh the Ezekiel project and you'll be able to uh purchase um if you want to go through it chronologically or you know, however you want to go through it. There's a he has notebooks for all that. It's really cool. Oh nice. And so um I'm doing that as well as listening to the Daily Audio Bible with uh Brian. Um and then obviously we do our our group on Wednesdays and stuff. But what I've found is I listen to the daily audio Bible, but when I come home at night and I actually read it, I get so much more out of it. Yeah. So much more like my journal for my daily readings. Like I fill up like one, two pages and I'm just like, I can't believe that's in there. Like what is God saying here? Like all this stuff, like you have your spiritual eyes open. Um, One of the coolest things I'll give a shout out to my wife um, what she started, and this is the probably one of the coolest things I think someone's ever came up with is she. Uh, I bought her a Bible because she loves taking notes, right? Mm-hmm. And this Bible has the notes on the side of the page. And a journal Bible? A journal Bible, yeah. right. And so she started it a year ago. I think she's almost done with it, where she actually went through the whole Bible reading it and putting notes on it. And she's going to complete it. So all every page is going to be completed with her notes. Nice. But what she's going to do with it is cool. She's going to give it to Isaiah, my son. Like that's going to be, that's, that's her. She's given a part of her, you know, she's yeah. going to, she's going to do three of them or uh, and give them to each one of the kids, um, you know, as she's writing in it. And I think it's, it's so neat because not only is it like your words on something that's always going to be, but it's like something that's your foundation. Yeah. You know, like critical you're, theory. you're passing along yeah. something that's really cool. I don't know. Like it's something that I think uh, parents should, if they're going to pass something down, you know, on pass that on a Bible. Pass on a Bible. Like we, I know you have journals and I have journals. And one day my kids are going to go through my bookshelf and they're going to find them, you know, and they're going to read them. Mine's and... going to have to know their login, ask password to get into my
0: notes. There's a bunch of different tools that we use to, to develop that relationship with scripture. But when we were talking about wrestling with scripture, as you're going through the Bible, you start coming across all these passages, all these concepts and these things that you just don't agree with. Right. Or or not necessarily don't. Well, yeah, that you may not agree with and that you may struggle with. And we wanted to wrestle with that in addition to wrestling with the things that were that's going on in our hearts and our lives. So we wanted to go by wrestling with scripture. However, there was already a podcast out there with that name and and it's a pretty good podcast, so we didn't want to want to uh, you know, take the same name. So we started looking at other names and we came up with Kingdom Misfits. And that's because, you know, Mike and I were both uh, round pegs in a square hole when it comes to the world and culture. We are hard to label. And we refuse to be put in any other category of faith denominations, but as Jesus followers. That's the category for us. Mm. One of the things that I wanted to talk about is Romans 12, verses 1 through 2, where it states that we are to be a living sacrifice. And this is part of that whole misfit thing. It says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship, do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God what is good and acceptable and perfect. Mm. Now Mike dig this. So uh, let me I'm just going to paint the picture for you for kingdom misfits and how this how this looks, right? In the Cambridge dictionary a misfit means someone who is not suited to a situation. Or who is not accepted by other people because of their behavior is strange or unusual. Now, as Christians, we're called to be set apart from the world and light to those who are lost. And yet, we also don't fit into the typical Christian mold and appearance, Mm -hmm. as you were saying earlier, right? And and I see it as in different contexts because it depends on where you live. right the suburbs church is going to look different from an inner city church right many of you listening to this podcast you come from these different backgrounds the broken homes substance abuse or any other type of addiction mental health issues and emotional issues but yet you they press forward like you who are listening you're the type of people who are going to keep pressing forward taking all that sin all that baggage and keep moving right and keeping and following jesus and keeping god's commands Though this is not Christian in nature, but I love this statement from one of my favorite folks, too of all time, non-Christian related, that's Steve Jobs, because I feel it represents the people who are trying to reach, those who are crazy enough to follow Jesus, who society would look at as misfits, the broken ones, but they have a fire and a passion for the Lord and a crazy willingness to get out there and preach Christ crucified to a world that is becoming more increasingly hostile to the gospel. Um, so this is what Steve Jobs said, and I love it because this is what I feel like this represents, right? It says, here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, the troublemakers, the round pegs in the square holes, the ones who see things differently. They're not fond of rules, and they have no respect for the status quo. You can quote them. You can disagree with them, glorify or vilify them about the only thing you can't do is ignore them because they change things. They push the human race forward. And while some may see them as the crazy ones, we see genius. Because the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. Mm. See what I'm saying when you talk I, I, about I, I, misfits, right? Like, you right. know what I mean? We're just different. We're out there. And we're, we're out there talking to folks. And our target audience are those who've shared similar life experiences. And that's who we're trying to reach, the lost ones. Right. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's been my heart uh, for a long time, um,
1: reaching people that, that I see. And, and I think God, he's blessed me with the uh, with a spirit of, like, I could see brokenness on people. You do have I, that I, ability. I could just see yeah. it, you know, like it, we could be talking to a group of people and God will point out someone to me to speak with them. So I've always had that
0: and I just, um, man. You're also very relatable. Yeah, like Mike has. A way a of, yeah, he's been through a lot, but but Mike's easy to talk to. That's the thing is that you're easy for people to approach and to talk to. And That's a unique gift, though. Yeah, yeah, I I guess. I mean, you
1: you know, when when you're the one that's been doing it your whole life, I I, I had to develop that that skill. I guess. Be, growing up in group homes and foster homes, and your parents being drug addicts, you know, nobody teaches you how to be. Mm-hmm. You just have to adapt. And I guess I was able to develop. The skill of adapting it to every situation to not be the butt of a joke because I was poor all the time and I I was the kid that had the one pair of socks I had to wear like for forty days before my mom finally washed them or got new ones you know like Damn, I was a I stinky, a stinky kid feet, man yep, I was a stinky kid you know I didn't you know nobody when you don't know, you just don't know. And But when you're around people that, that, are, that know how to read or, you know, that are clean and stuff, it's not that hard to stand out when you're, you're that kid. Mm. So I had to develop, uh, you know, a sense of humor. I had to develop a lot of skills that um, deflected the uh, bullying because I did get bullied uh, a lot at the start of elementary school, you know, going into middle school. So I had to... Um, You know, I've gotten into fights and stuff like that and everything, but I think some kids, and I've, thank God that I've been one of those kids that actually took that experience and used it for the betterment of my, of
0: of who I am today, I guess. And that's helpful, but at the same time, right? That's what makes you a misfit. Yeah. Because you can see things differently. Yeah. And we behave as Christians because we are called to be in the world, not not of it. it. Right. Right? So we are to be different and that's what makes us misfits. And and I said that quote because I wanted to say it as a cheers to the different ministries because I was thinking about like yesterday when we went to this uh men's breakfast at His Love Fellowship and there were I would say a lot of kingdom misfits in that room. <laughs> there were a bunch of men who were in there who had a love for Jesus and that love had led them to start some different ministries. Right. And and what I saw in there was there was there was folks who started ministries that served bikers. Yep. Um there's a prison ministry in there, some guys who started a prison ministry. Um, I also saw met this guy who started uh, a ministry that serves, you know, that tries to reach those who are in gangs and those who've been victims of violence. And then, of course, you had Recovery Road yeah. and who are reaching out to people who are dealing with, who are on that pathway to recovery and dealing with life and addictions. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, that, that was such a great a man's breakfast and shout out to uh Pastor Freddie Cadova uh up in Greeley he has a church up there I don't uh remember his, the name of
0: his church but shout
1: He's out to He's in the him. north
0: side of Greeley and uh yeah he brought the man. Yeah, he
1: confronted you very 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 <laughs> like you very should frank. be confronted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as, as a man and you know and and I want to give a shout out to my brother Stefan uh, I but love him. That fun. Love him very much. He's been such a great the guy's uh, got a heart of gold. Yeah, he's been he's been a great guy to uh that that God has blessed me in my life and and you know his the church there his love. It's if you guys are in the in the Denver metro area and you're looking for a church, I, I highly advise you guys to go check out his love. It's right there off of uh what's that? Eighth and Broadway. Eighth and Broadway, eight Broadway or, or Calamath. Kalamith, sorry. Yeah. Eighth and Kalamith. Uh, you can't miss it. It's the only church there. I, I mean, go check it out.
0: Yeah, and Stefan has this uh, unique ability to bring people together. Yeah, like he don't care what church you go to. He's like, this is a man's breakfast. If you're a man, get over here, right? Yeah. I don't care what church you go to. And yeah, and I,
1: I took notes uh, uh, yesterday, and there was nine, nine different representatives from nine different ministries. Yeah. So, and then plus we had like, what, almost a hundred guys there. Like there was a lot. There was a lot of guys there. I, I haven't,
0: you know, I've been outside of a conference, right? But I mean, in terms of a men's breakfast, this was the biggest one that I've ever been to. I mean, you could just feel in the atmosphere like, hey, this place has an anointing on it. Yeah. These men are here and they love God and you had, and you had all walks of life different ages, different backgrounds. If you didn't know and you just walked in there, you would think you're walking into a reformed gangster convention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, well, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but you, you, what was
1: encouraging, you know, this was this was very encouraging. i seen there was, uh, what, a 10-year-old, uh, 11-year-old. There were some teenagers in there. But those young kids, all three of those young men that were in, before uh, in elementary school, middle school age, they were all taking notes. They had notebooks, notepads, really? and they're, dude, I'm not lying, two pages. I was watching these kids. They were just soaking it down. Man, that's what you love to see. And it's like, th- this, this are the there's generations around us. They're searching for something. Mm. They're searching for the truth. They they This world has been broken, and it, I mean, I don't have to go into, you guys watch the news. I mean, you guys Man. see all this craziness and what they're trying to do to our kids, you know, and... and what they're trying to, you know, tear apart the the Christian manliness, you know, yeah, like they're a... breaking down
0: masculinity, tearing apart families. Yeah. So I mean, it's not it's not that hard to to see that, no, but they're...
1: to see to see those young kids, you know, just soaking in everything, and and from Pastor Freddie, someone that's speaking the truth
0: and giving the truth, those are some good notes. That yeah. To be taken. The the one thing that he said yesterday that just uh, really hit me was he said, if if we're going to follow Jesus, we need to reflect Jesus. Yeah. And he said, you know, people don't need another influencer. They don't need another, uh, what he said, another course to take, another um, conference to do. They need to be pointed to the cross. Right. And he is telling everybody, get out your way. Get out of the way of God's work. So that hit me. And you know what? That's why we do what we do too, right? Because we're out there with these men and women who are willing to go beyond the church walls to reach the lost for the gospel, there's the ministry is more than just a building and, and I'm hoping that folks in 2023 can can you know sort of I don't want to I'm not saying leave a church but I want you to start connecting with people outside of the church because that's where ministry's supposed to happen and yeah. my and my view is like we 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 find a church and it's a, it's the foundation right the church is the foundation a place where you get planted but it's also where you get your cup poured into so that way you can go out into the back out into the world and and pour out into others and then go back and recharge and oftentimes i've seen a church is sort of like its own thing all this activity only happens within these walls and there's no you know i n- I don't see outreaches going out to the community or except for your regular uh what are some of the annual things that churches will do, right? Um, give away coats, backpacks. Yeah, I mean, back to school. Back to school stuff. That's very popular, and th- I'm thankful for that because churches sponsor that for my work, right? Yeah. They'll come and they'll bring backpacks and stuff like that. But there's, there's, how are you going to reach the lost if you're only hanging out with people who are saved? Yep. You know? So that's something to consider. And as we stated, this podcast is to discuss our journey... And share the testimonies and ministries of regular people who are doing extraordinary things to reflect Jesus to the lives of others. Mm. So, Mike, tell us what were some of the lessons and things you learned from doing this podcast in 2022 last year? Mm. Good question. I mean cuz this wasn't easy. We had to, we had to step outside of our comfort zone to do this. Yeah, a lot of times. The main the main lesson
1: uh that I learned from the start to now what I'm seeing is um always checking my heart and and making sure I'm staying humble because is it cool that people come up and say, "Hey, how do I download your podcast?" Yeah, it is. It's cool. It makes you feel good. You know, like, it's just human nature, mm-hmm. right? I pray this for us. You know, every before every pro- podcast you and I do, we pray, and, mm-hmm. and my prayer um, before this podcast was, you know, us stepping back and, and God's word being being spoken through us. We're just back get out of us, God's way, you know. And I don't, I don't ever want to, I don't want to be elevated, you know. I I want I want Jesus to be elevated. I want people to uh, to be saved. I, I and I Pastor Mike today had a great message where he doesn't want he was saying you know he doesn't he wants to be the reason why you get to heaven, not the reason why you're left at the gates mm-hmm. you know, and that's that 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 hit with me because you know we have a platform and it says in scripture that teachers pastors uh of the Word will be judged be held to a different standard. Yeah, we're going to be held to a different standard. So one of the things that I learned this year, and my wife, she did a great job with me um this year was uh checking me. You know, she always she's very good at that to check. I me. think wives in general <laughs> are good at checking us. Keep, keep me uh keep me grounded when you get too much. So and, and I I realize the le- um I realize what I say affects people. So I gotta I gotta make sure I'm I'm prayed up. I gotta make sure that I'm read up. And I got to make sure that what I speak is is the truth. That's
0: the lesson I learned. Mm, that was good. That was good. As
1: because, we're starting to yeah. see,
0: like towards the end of the year, you're starting to see some of the stuff like, hey, people are listening to yeah. it all day. Yeah. Because that first
1: one, when we first started, you know, it was like I, I was I came on here just trying to be funny and trying to crack jokes and, you know, this and that. But then you realize like, oh, wait, people are really. Uh, listening and, and we really have uh, a voice in in the dark or in in a community wherever wherever our voice is being heard. Like people are listening to this, yeah, so, you know it's it's yeah it's cool it's funny to be you know to, my personality comes out every now and then. But like I've said, man, I, I just want people to fall in love with Christ like I have because yeah. you and I both have seen our lives uh, in a dark place. Yeah. And- I can't take
0: any credit for any of this stuff. I mean, I think that is one of the the consistency about following Jesus how many people have you listener mike met that you know like how did god change you <laughs> like what happened like cuz last time i seen you or when i used to know you you were out there cheating people you were an addict you were a drunk you were <laughs> beating people up like you were you were doing wrong out there and then all of a sudden jesus pops into the picture And now people can't even recognize you anymore, or people cannot believe that you were who you used to be. Right? That is what we want to see in folks, right? That's what I want God to do in us. You know, we're unrecognizable. I don't want to be the same last year. I want to point people to say, you know what? That is consistent. Jesus changes people. Mm -hmm. We don't have this, like, I can't just, and, and it's so hard to articulate, you know, yeah, I don't see God, I don't see anything else, but I know that there's a change in my heart. And I used to know that one fool. And he is different. Like There's something that changed in him. right? He was a cheater. Now he's a faithful husband dedicated to ministry and out there changing people's lives. He was a drug dealer. Now he is serving people, helping people, and changing and calling people away from that lifestyle. That is the power of the gospel. Now, one of the things that I learned, Mike, from doing this podcast is, one, it takes a measure of faith, of trust in God to step out. I was afraid, you know, every time, like, we go get the gear, but as soon as you hit that record, I'm starting to shut down. I'm worried, like, what are they going to think? What do they think? And it's just, hey, God, work through us. Mm. When we talk, work through us. I don't care if it's a 100 people or one person listening to us. God, reach that one person. Let what comes out of our mouths touch that person or resonate with that person in a way that they will look to you and glorify you. But another thing that I learned, Mike, was consistency man statistics show that most podcasts barely make it through the third or tenth episode people give up because they're not seeing the gains and the returns and and the clout that comes along with it yeah you know we're doing this because we want to share people with people what god has done with us and we also want to wrestle with these scriptures like we cannot be the only ones who are thinking and they're like he just really say, turn the cheek? You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or are you supposed to love somebody who hates you and right. all this other stuff? Or or why is God wiping these people out? Yeah. You know what I mean? Why is God so angry? You know, we're, we're, we got these questions and we're like, how do we wrestle with this? And then we're bringing on people who who can help educate us or point us in the right direction and understanding the context in which some of these things are written in. You know, kudos and shout out to the other member of the kingdom misfits, you know, Mike V., Having him on, you—if you've listened to one of our podcasts and he's in it, you know his—he's like that in real life, <laughs> all the time, all the time. <laughs> and and his his—he's like one of those guys that you're around, and his uh, his—I want to say like anointing or whatever it is—is contagious. Like you can't be around him without without just his his passion for Jesus just kind of filling the room. It just comes out, and those are the kind of folks we want to interview. You know, we want to talk to people who are doing everyday life, and who have a story to share. I mean, no disrespect by the, by saying this. You know, we're definitely going to have a couple pastors on throughout the course of the year, but you know what? It's kind of their job to be in tune with the Word of God and yeah. study and to know it and to be able to. And they're leaders, right? They're shepherds. Yeah. But I also want to hear from from people. Who have uh, we're just doing regular life? Who have overcome some obstacles? And how did they do that? How did God work in your life? How did you not give up going through those circumstances? Hmm. And some people—it's like, how are you still alive after you did all them drugs? Yeah, you know what I mean. And so I want to share those stories because we we're 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 trying to reach the lost and a lot of folks. And I've heard some feedback about our podcast that hey, I, I've done that. That's that's what I've gone through. When Mike was talking about being in a drunken stupor and all of that, that's that that resonated with me. Yeah. And those are the folks that we're trying to reach. And we're making that happen because we're being consistent. We're just showing up. We're saying, God lead the way. God, you go before us. God help me not say something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um yeah, those are some of the lessons that we learned from doing the podcasting and 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 just overall what it takes to 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 edit and and how to how to talk. I think um If you go back and you listen to our first episode, and then you listen to one of our more recent episodes, we've developed, right? We've started, uh, our our communication skills are starting to improve because we're getting in the routine of doing this. So it's making us become better communicators and we're just getting started, right? (laughs) was the main lesson that you took away from 2022 as a whole as a whole like just, what was whole year what was that one thing that you're just like this is the lesson
1: i learned how selfish i am mm. and how it's starting to decay my relationships what do you mean by that well so you know i'll start with the with the obvious when when you're a selfish person uh, your marriage suffers from that, mm-hmm. right? And it's crazy because, I, I, like, I didn't, I didn't see it. I, I don't, I don't. Most get selfish it.
0: people don't see it, Like right? I'm like, I don't. Wanna, <laughs> I
1: was like, I don't understand. Like, what do you mean, I'm? I don't put you first, or what do you mean, like, I'm selfish with this and that? I'm like, I've been doing this for ten. I've been ha- like doing the same thing for like 10, 15 years. Like, I don't get it. Like, now you're gonna say something about it, but I, I just, man, being confronted with that, it 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 i'll be honest with you it put me in a depression it put me in a depression i'll tell you that right now the last few weeks the last few months
0: because it came to light like yeah realized, like, hey i'm selfish and then
1: i'm like how do i fix this okay i'm broken there's a wire that's not connected you know why would you want to be around me anyways all these questions and then when when you realize you're like oh dang i like she's right and then, like, there was a couple of times where I sat in my room and in my office, and I, I started going to a dark place in my mind. Like, I didn't understand why, and I don't even understand how, and it, nothing made sense to me, but I started feeling, like, this heaviness of shamefulness, this heaviness of, like, oh, you're not good enough. You know, all those, all those negative things started creeping in. And then, you know, you go to a um, to a place where you're like, well, what's the point of my family could be better off without me? You know, you start thinking stuff like that. Mm, taking you to you know dark places, yeah. You know, and, and that's, that's the truth. That's what I was thinking, you know. And I'm just like, God, like, where are you at in this? Like, why, how can I hurt this woman that's been there for me this whole time? And I'm more worried about, like, getting to the gym i'm more worried about like this other stuff not knowing that i was really worried about it it created an anxiety in me uh and then when, uh let's say i chose to not go to the gym and hang out with her i would be irritated you know and, and then fights and this and that so like a root was pulled out and I like that's I think that's the next step of of me dealing with uh my some of my heart issues. Um but yeah, man, just wow. realizing Indeed. how yeah. how selfish I am and and I'm starting to see my my kids' relationship with me um kind of start to to suffer a little bit. When you get pulled back and you get a a bird's eye view of your life and you see you see the the darkness kind of spilling out. You're like, oh, whoa, whoa, like I gotta do something. Yeah. You know, I, I, I gotta I gotta do something about that. So yeah, man. Unfortunately it wasn't wasn't anything good for, for me to what I've learned and, and what I realized. I think but, that's valuable. Yeah, but it is
0: it is valuable and and it is um well let was, me ask you this. Yeah. What do you what systems or what things have you put in place for you to deal with that?
1: Uh, good question. I'm trying, trying to figure to, it out. Yeah. That's, that's, that's an <laughs> you know, acceptable answer. This is, this is new. This that's is an acceptable answer. This is fresh, you know, this is real. And, and, you know, my wife and I, we've had our, uh, we've had a couple of talks the last couple of weeks about our marriage and, uh, everything else. And just that kind of started the, um, you know, with her saying some of the things that she said and which, you know, it's the truth. So I can't, I can't, you know, <laughs> be upset about it because it's the truth. But that's what started the thought process of like, oh wow. I, I can't
0: dispute it because the evidence shows that I'm a selfish person. So you've basically became more aware of that. And now that you've uh, now that you're aware of that, you're more in tune or more inclined to be like, okay, I can see this creeping up because I didn't realize that I was selfish, right? Yeah, and and I have
1: to I have to take her advice. It wasn't really advice, but it was just something she said and, and it's been said a billion times and a billion people have said it. You know, actions speak louder than words. I can't Amen. I can't sit here I couldn't sit there and tell her like, Okay, I'm sorry, I'm gonna change, I'm gonna rearrange my schedule and this and that. I mean, I'm gonna I, I think, you know, I'm not gonna just like shut my life off and just wait on her hand and foot. You know, that's not, that's not what a a man of a household does. You know, I'm going to continue uh, to do what I have to do and to, to be the man that I have to be, but I have to be a better steward of my flock. I have to be a better shepherd of my flock Um, and, and noticing when, when my wife is spiritually, emotionally, mentally physically wounded and i have to care to her wherever whatever it takes mm-hmm. you know that's that's where my failures were okay you know because yeah yeah Oh, that's good. perfect i know yeah, that was good.
0: good hey at least at least that's that's something for you to work on in 2023 you know i think it is amazing how the closer you draw to god the more you learn about yourself Mm. Right, it's like a mirror. the The word is a mirror. You read it, and it's just, it's a reflection. It says, you know what, this is what's this is what you're dealing with, this is what I'm gonna put. God's like, I'm this is what I'm gonna use your wife for, to correct that in you, to make you aware of that. Amen. So one of the things that I've been, one of the lessons that I'm taking away from 2022 is that, and I said this in the in the men's breakfast yesterday, but it, wrestle with it. I've had to wrestle with a lot of stuff this year. I've had to like deal with my, you know, my own inner demons and say, you know what? I'm sick of these patterns. And I'm thankful enough that I do have a a, a review system in place, right? I'm a productivity nerd. (laughs) (laughs) So I have like a daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly review. And as I was doing my annual review, I'm I'm looking at all of these different uh, reviews that I had. And I was like, I kept wrestling with a lot of stuff. For example, I kept wrestling with my impulsivity. Like I'm a very impulsive person financially. And even when it comes to just stuff that I want, I see something, I want it. And I don't even think about the consequences or anything else. And I go get it. I'm I'm the same way when it comes to even speaking. I'm very impulsive. And so I've asked God, hey, God, help me wrestle with this. I've I've wrestled with, with just having a relationship with Jesus, you know. I'm, I feel like I'm still coming out of this this bitterness that I've had towards church and Christianity, mm-hmm. and so I've I, I'm wrestling with that. I'm wrestling with trying to be a better man. Like, am I like I, I felt like you know I've been doing a lot of and we've had a lot of conversations about trying to be a godly man, how to be a better man in general. And I always felt like I'm falling short of that goal. So I've had to wrestle with that. I've wrestled with being a better husband. My wife lets me know she needs my attention a lot of times. And I just get lost. You know, days when you at work, you come home, and you're just kind of mentally or physically drained, and you just want to sit on the couch. You don't want to talk to anybody. You need that space. I tend to do that too often. And she's like, hey, David, you just missed an opportunity to have a conversation with your son or your daughter. Mm-hmm. And I've had to wrestle with that. So that is something that I've had to deal with, is just wrestling with myself and wrestling with God in areas that I know that I need to change in. But there's like this, like often my prayer is, God, what's wrong with me? I know what I need to do, but I'm not doing it. Kind of like what Paul said. yeah. Lord, help me get through this. And And that's been an area where I feel like I've become more aware of through my habit and my systems of journaling and reflections. But even though I've seen them pop up, I didn't nail them down, right? I didn't squash it then. I'm just like, oh, well, let me write that as a goal. Take a look at this. And then after you look at like six months of saying the same thing, it's like, are you going to address that? (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, hey, I have to look at myself in the mirror right and 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 so i have been wrestling with a lot of that stuff, and I want to encourage the listeners. there's some stuff that I'm almost one hundred percent certain that God's put on your heart that you need to wrestle with. You know what you need to do, but the thing is is, are you willing to do what it takes to be obedient right and to me, I said no to that, and therefore i'm I'm like a dog chasing his tail, doing the same thing over and over again, yeah, and it's like, okay. I'm tired of this. This year, I'm tired of wrestling with stuff. Now I want to start progressing. Yeah. Instead of wrestling, I want to progress. Yeah, that's good. You know? All right. So let's go ahead and take a break, and then we're going to come back with the final section of this episode, and then we'll close out. Welcome back from the break. Now, in this final section of the podcast... Um, we're going to talk about life domains or areas of improvement that we can look into and that can help you have a good 2023. Um, back in January of 2022, we did a, a podcast where we started talking about goals to set, off in the, to, you know, to set you off on the right path for the new year. But today, I thought it was important because everybody's setting goals, everybody's setting new year's resolutions, but I want you to encourage you to start looking at your life and goals in the areas of domains. And what I mean by this is that our lives are more than just church and work, okay? Some of these areas that, that we're going to talk about are meant to help guide you in the process of reflection and tuning in those goals. Say, for example, some of you may be workaholics, like you're all about that, that upward mobility when it comes to work, or you spend all your time at work. You're, you're awesome at work. Your managers love you, but yet you're neglecting your family at home. Right. And that's a different domain. And and some of you, you may be so on fire for God, but you're forgetting your spouse and you're to take care of your family, or you're not taking care of your finances. I want to talk about a few of these domains to give you an idea and some suggestions and areas that you can improve on. Because most people are already thinking about as soon as January 1st hit, what is it that I'm going to work on this year? What are some of these things that I'm going to improve on? What are some goals that I want to hit? Well, I want to just say. Focus on some of these domains, too. Don't leave these other domains out. And the one that we're going to start off with is the spiritual domain. How are you doing on your relationships with God? And here are a couple ways that you can make that happen. And Mike, jump in if you got something that you want to add. But the first one and the most important one is spend time with God by studying His Word. Yeah. Now, what are some ways we can do that? For me, and I encourage everybody, just start in the New Testament. If you are a new
1: believer, for any anyone else, literally like just open your Bible and just start reading from Genesis one and just read, follow that plan that, like I said, Ezekiel uh, project, you know, you just do a couple chapters a day. It's not as literally, I'm the worst reader. It takes me like 10, 15 minutes a day to do my, uh, my daily readings. So get in God's word, read it, go on your phone, uh, go to your play store, whatever what, uh, Apple, Google, whatever you got. And download the daily audio Bible. Mm -hmm. I mean, Brian reads. No, we're big fans. Yeah, and Brian reads you the scriptures, so you don't have an excuse like, "Oh, I'm at work, I can't put your headphones on." If you're driving to work, thirty to forty minutes. You know, well, his is like twenty minutes that he does, and he commentates. It's really good. You get you get a lot of meat in his readings. Um, Start journaling. Yeah, That's where you're, you're big on that. That's why one of the reasons why I look up to you is because that's one of the things that I've, I've always, uh, wish I had the discipline to do, which I'm starting to, 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 develop that over the last couple of years, I'm like halfway through on a journal. Uh, I started a new one and, you know, so, mm-hmm. um, get down, read, start putting down your thoughts that God has given you prayers, whatever it is, just start writing in mm-hmm. the journal.
0: And there's so many tools available to you. You got your phone. You got your physical Bible. You can go to the to a bookstore. You can go on Amazon. You can order Bible plans. Yeah. Matter of fact, if you have the popular Bible app by Life Church, there are different Bible plans in there that range from one to three days, or through the whole entire Bible in a year. Yeah. They range by topics. So there's all these ways that you can get connected with your Heavenly Father just by spending time with Him. Okay, another way. It's to join a group of believers who are like-minded and who are focusing on the areas you want to grow closer to God in. Mm. You know, we've interviewed a lot of folks who who do the recovery road. Yeah, they're focused on recovering from some aspect of their life, and they attend this group, and then they get the support, encouragement, that they need. okay? If you're looking to improve in other areas of your life, relationships, things like that, there are groups out there, and it doesn't have to be in a church right? They can be uh, secular groups. Go join one that is focusing on an area that you want to grow in. Another way is to start serving others. Serving others brings you closer to God and it also gets your mind off of you. Mike was just talking about how he was working through being selfish. And one of the things that helps uh, you get out of that is serving your family and serving others and being about others and putting others first. That way you get off of thinking about yourself and the things that are wrong with you because you're out there serving others so the, And that's also feeding your spirit. Stop being a lone wolf. <laughs> I had to put that one on there because this is me. Yeah. You know I don't need church. I don't need to go to church. I don't need to have a bunch of Christian friends. All of this stuff, it don't work, especially if you are if you, uh, proclaim yourself to be a Christian. You need people. Yeah. You need to be in fellowship with people. It does not work. Embrace getting to know other Christians and spending time with them in a group. Unfortunately, I got a lot of a handful of family
1: members that they they say that oh, god knows me god understands god sees my heart you know they don't think they need church or they have a bad taste in their mouth about church look mm-hmm. regardless of where where you stand on that get plugged in at a church just just do it and and just real and do it with the realization of everyone else around you is broken regardless of what they present themselves as mm-hmm. and you're going there to to feed your to refuel up because if you here's the thing is if you're going there to be fed, you're gonna you're gonna starve the rest of the week, right? If you're going there to be filled up, which is two different concepts, right? So to be filled up means you're gonna be go you're gonna be burning that fuel to be going somewhere to be doing something, right? Mm-hmm. so i I get fueled on Sundays so that I'm equipped with how to deal with Monday, how to deal with Tuesday. Like in, in the, and the spiritually, God is gonna place people in my life that that need to hear certain certain things or something. You know, so my spirit is always gonna be given, given, given. And on Sundays, my spirit gets to be fueled Re- up. Yeah, replenished. So that's that's what I that's how I I mean, you'll see me uh in church and and I'm blessed to have my my family uh, you know, my wife and my son and my brother in law there with me, and sometimes my daughter in law is there. Uh, but you'll see us all with notebooks and just writing and writing and writing, taking notes because it's it's a session, it's a school session. You know, like it, you're going there to learn and to re- refill up, not to be like, oh, what he what the pastor says, that's what I'm going to hang on to. But yeah, like, you get into your word, you know, get
0: into that. The, the plus, heart. you know, plugging into a church and doing your word, so you're getting refilled. And then you got the encouragement to go out, and then you're doing your daily studies. That's keeping you equipped for the week, right? And here's another thing that I want to say, and I got to be transparent about this when it comes to being a lone wolf. You're not the only one who suffers. If you have a family, your kids will suffer. Your relationship with your wife will suffer. And I mean this to those who are believers, okay? Because when I did that... I took my kids out of several different churches where they started to get connected with the youth group and they started to know people. And here I am with my bad attitude coming in. I don't want to go in this. I'm being inconsistent. Pulled them. Oh, I want to go to this other church. I don't like what this guy's saying. Go to another church. And my kids didn't have the opportunity after we have left um, one of our main churches to replant. And therefore, they lost their interest. And now the battle that my wife and I have is is getting them to want to go to church out of their own accord and and so it's it's been a problem that I've had to bear and I had to take accountability for as I mature because I believe the sign of a mature Christian is it doesn't matter where you go. I mean you were able to discern when, when you're in your word and you're plugged in and you're doing these life groups, you're learning so much that you have the ability to discern whether you're in a good church or not because of the Word of God is in you. but you also as you mature, those things, they don't matter to you anymore. When you are when you found that church, you go there because you're there to have your cup filled, to fellowship, and you understand the purpose of that. You're not going there expecting everybody you meet. You're not getting mad if the greeter doesn't say hi or if somebody rubs you the wrong way. You just don't leave your church because you understand what kind of people fill the church seats. And that truly is a sign of maturity. And for me, that is something I would say that that is a regret that I have that I've done to my family. That's caused some spiritual damage in my family that I've had to deal with those repercussions with. And so if that's a bit of advice that I can give you, you know, focus on the spiritual domain, get plugged in and, and take advantage of some of these tips. Now, the final one we want to share in this one, and I'm going to read 1 Corinthians 12 where Paul states, Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit and there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to the other the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between Spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the impartation of tongues." All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. Mm-hmm. Now, I say that is because seek out your spiritual gifts. That's another way to grow spiritually. Now, I believe the Bible lists around 18 of them, ranging from like administration, being an apostle, discernment, evangelism, evangelis- exhortation, faith, giving, healing helping, hospitality, knowledge, leadership, mercy, prophecy, serving, speaking in tongues, teaching, which is also sometimes known as shepherding, and wisdom. But by searching out your spiritual gifts, you can learn how to operate in them and use that to serve God and your community. So another area or another domain that we want to talk about is the family area, okay? So you're working on your spirit, right? You're good at your job, you're good in the work area, Focusing on the spiritual domain, here's another area you might want to consider setting some goals in this year, and that's with your family. Are you so busy with church and work that you are neglecting your first ministry, which is your family? And we talked about that in a previous episode. As a matter of fact, it was episode 18 where we did a show on our first ministry being our family. This is an area where Mike and I agree that we needed to prioritize in in 2022 and still going into 2023. And at some point in our lives, as men, we start navigating relationships, and God knew that it was not good for us to be alone, and that's why He created a suitable helper for us. And we read this in Genesis 2.24, where it says, Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. This area is an ongoing work, but it's important for us to set goals in it. Your family is your first ministry. As a matter of fact, I do believe the biblical order would be God, your spouse, then your children, mm. then your community, right? right. And for the women out there, I got to ask you this question. How are you prioritizing your husband's or significant other? Because we know not all of you are married, right? you living together, shacking it up, all right? We ain't going to judge it. <laughs> we ain't going to for that. No, <laughs> but especially when it comes to children being involved, because I feel like Mike, like women, when children are in the picture, tend to reverse the role and pr- prioritize their children over their men. Yeah, I mean, we could
1: do a whole podcast on on that. Let's be honest, we need to. Uh, let's we be honest. i I bet you ninety percent. Uh, maybe that's a little bit high. I'm exaggerating, but ninety percent of people that I know. They're, they have kids from previous marriages, right? Mm-hmm. So then you go into that whole thing where the mom is protective over the kid or kids, you know, to you, uh, from you. That was a struggle, important uh, part in our marriage uh, at the beginning, you know, because you just have this guy coming in, you know, who's going to tell my kids what to do and this and that. But, yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're going to live under the banner of being a Christian woman or a Christian
0: man, your priorities better be straight. Mm-hmm. You got to submit to one another. Now, man, hey, you, you ain't getting out of this either. Uh, how can we support our wives with the children so they don't always have to carry that load? You know, they're always having to run around but we tend to just go to work if we're providers or, or even the wife is working and taking care of the kids. And we're not doing our part, showing up, trying to help them, you know, help uh, when it comes to managing them in the household right? Having the kids clean, do their chores, even sometimes discipline, um, even with some of the chores that regard uh, taking kids to school, from school, and to different activities that they may be in. Our wives need our help in that area. How are we stepping up there? One key
1: thing that I would give advice to that, um, that I've just discovered, so it's not like something that I'm boasting about, but communication. Communicate, communicate, communicate. mm mm-hmm. Even if you don't want to, even if you want to avoid the ugly fights, trust me, communicate, communicate, communicate. Your wife, very like if your wife's doing all the running around and, you know, she's whatever, just ask what you can do. Take something off her plate or you you see... Do the dishes. Yeah, that's what I (laughs) was going to get to. You see her doing something, you know, every day that she sometimes can get to, well, just do, try to do that. I mean, this is something I'm going to try to do this year coming up with me having to deal with what the selfishness that I have. But yeah, that communication.
0: Yeah, I'm in the same boat with you. And at the end of the day, for us men out there, how are we becoming the spiritual leaders of our household? This doesn't mean we are above our wives by any means necessary, but every household needs a leader. And I want to share this article that I found by, um, by Focus on the Family, where it talks about, it says, Christians have varying opinions about the practical mechanics of spiritual leadership in the home. Generally, if a husband and wife have a healthy relationship, they make decisions together as equals, looking to Christ as the ultimate head of their home. They compare their individual aptitudes and assume tasks based on their individual strengths. In some areas of service, they share tasks. But they also recognize that, in the final analysis, because they did a study, the husband carries the greater responsibility for leadership in the household right so our wives don't want to be our mothers sorry sorry, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Hey, no my i'm in that same boat i i i, I <laughs> i'm like i'm like uh, i'm starting over my words because i have to take accountability and ownership in this because i ain't always doing that right either mm. you know yeah i always say that my wife uh
1: Adopted a new kid when she got me.
0: Yeah, and and that's and we have to we have to step up in these areas because it's an equal relationship. Even though there are varying uh, ways that we can handle these things in our home, and we need to agree on that. Okay, so even though we're not a health podcast, but health is wealth. How are you taking care of that body that God gave you? You know what I'm saying? When you have health problems, even the small ones, they can impact every aspect of your life. From work, to your relationships, to your hobbies, the things that you love, right? And here are a few simple areas uh, you can start to work on to improve your health. Number one, start by learning to be obedient to God and keep his commandments. And I just want to read Proverbs 3 verses 1 through 2 where it says, My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments for length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. It shouldn't come as a surprise as Christians that learning to be obedient to God's statutes and commandments are keys to our physical and mental well-being. Mm-hmm. Okay, Mike, did you have any of them that you wanted to add in? No, that, that's I
1: mean you hit it right there, and that was from Proverbs three one through two. Yeah, I mean I'm always at the gym in <laughs> so, health, you know. So it's it's something that that's not something I really lack in, but you know, eating right, mm-hmm. uh, getting getting a good diet in. Um, Being uh, conscious about what you're putting in your your body. And, I mean, find something that works for you. Get a starting point. You don't have to be uh, Mr. Fitness or Mrs. Fitness, right, day one. You know, everything takes time.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and of course, I, I love when you said find a diet that's right for you, but paying attention to what you're putting in your body. I mean, how many times have you eaten something and, and it just wiped out your energy and yeah. w- gave you a brain fog? Uh, doing things like that can help you dial in your overall health and mental health mm-hmm. just by paying attention to your food. Another key area, which I, I don't even need to tell you this because you already know it, is get some exercise. Follow a plan. Do some resistance training at least two to three times a week. Yeah. Stay active. Get outside. Go for walks. You know, that's important. That's, we're, we're, we're not just isolated when it comes to these life domains. Life isn't just work. Life isn't just church, right? right? God has created us as whole human beings, and we have all these different responsibilities that He has given uh, given to us to steward and manage well. Another area I want to talk about is prioritizing your mental health by guarding your heart and what you watch, listen to, and, as, and people you associate with. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. this area, mental health is obviously a big problem. And we said that earlier. All I gotta do is turn on the TV. Yep. Go look at your Facebook feed if you got some social media. <laughs> I mean, mental health is an issue and we need to be diligent in guarding what we see, hear, even eat <laughs> and the people that we hang around with. Right. I, I also wanna wanna say this. What I'm not saying is that you can't ever watch an R-rated movie. I'm not saying that you can't ever listen to rap with cuss words, but you need to be self aware enough, or depending on where you're at in your relationship with God, to understand when that stuff is getting in your spirit. And I know some people are gonna disagree with me. Let me just highlight this in terms of ministry. Mike, Mike's looking at me like I don't watch uh uh-uh, uh I ain't watching that you no. <laughs> went down that rabbit you <laughs> went down that rabbit but 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 look at this what about men and women who are in the ministry of pornography, of helping people overcome pornography? Yeah. What do they have to step into in order to go reach those folks?
1: This is where I would say where you went a few minutes ago, you were talking about uh, knowing your uh, spiritual your spiritual gift. Mm-hmm. I, look, you're not going to see me preaching to people at a bar. You're right. not going to see me going and uh, being around drug addicts and drug dealers and trying to preach to them. Um, could I? Sure. Mm-hmm. I could do that, you know, now and then, you know, and like I could be around that, but sooner or later, the temptation starts to build up, yep. right? Sooner or later, and maybe some people are strong enough to do that. I'm talking for myself where I know like I could be around people. We go to parties, you know, we get invited to places and, and stuff and people drink and people, you know, or whatever, doing what they do but I could be around that. It's not a problem. Go to the baseball games, um, you know, go to football games and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. people are drinking and and they're, you know, it looks like they're having a fun time and stuff. And I'm like, it doesn't bother me. But as as the game's going on, I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm like, man, that does look fun. Right. That beard does look good. No, you gotta know yourself. You gotta be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. You gotta realize where you're at with Christ because I'll tell you what, if if uh and God's not gonna call you to a place where you're gonna fail. True. So all you remember that too. Don't just because you have a passion for it doesn't mean that's where God wants you to be. Getting in your word. That's I mean this whole episode we just keep pointing back, you know, everyone to go start
0: reading your word. That's gonna solve a lot of your problems. Just know yourself. Yeah, well said. Let's try to refrain from putting everybody in the same box, because that's what I said that to highlight the fact that you gotta know where you're at in your relationship with God and what you can handle in terms of temptation. If you are somebody who is prone to lust, don't be going to a strip club to minister to people. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or, or don't you know? Don't put yourself in those situations. But if that has no effect on you and God has placed you there, then good. That's who He's called you to reach. Okay? Also, when it comes to mental health, please, please ask for help. Okay? You don't have to do it alone. There are services and people who are willing to walk with you through your journey on whatever it is that you need to get through. Okay? Ask. Yeah. All right. Now, moving on to the next topic, financial, right? The financial domain. Don't put your head in the sand. It's time for you to assess where your money is going. Now, check this out, Mike. I was doing a little research on the interwebs and it it says here, the Bible has over 2000 verses about money. So I would say that it's an important life domain to focus on. 16 out of 38 of Jesus' parables deal with money and possessions. Nearly 25% of Jesus' words in the New Testament deal with Biblical stewardship. 1 out of 10 verses in the Gospels deal with money. There are more than 2,000 scriptures on tithing in the Bible. There are more than 2,000 scriptures on tithing in the Bible, money and possessions in the Bible, which is twice as many as faith and prayer combined so here are some ways that you can get your financial affairs in order i know that it's difficult to be generous when you're in debt so one of those areas is get out of debt proverbs 22 7 states the rich rules over the poor and the borrower is slave to the lender and when you don't have debt what you got in your pockets money yeah right so so that's one area and it's hard it's hard to give your tithes i understand i've been in that situation where you're like hey i want to tithe but hey i'm 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 so buried in debt that if i do tithe it's gonna just crush me in these other areas and i know there's an obedience when it comes to um, tithes and i also understand tithes can be controversial too the more you get a hold of your finances and the more you start digging yourself out of debt the easier it is for you to be generous right And I'm not even going to try to go into this whole tithing thing. (laughs) Start a war over there. You know what I mean? Um, But also, number two is start keeping track of where your money is going. Start looking at your bank statements. And you know what? Your bank statements and your calendar will reveal a lot about you. It'll tell you where your heart is when it comes to spending. It'll tell you what's important. It does not lie. It doesn't lie. It doesn't lie. I've had to uh, wrestle with that last year too. You know what I mean? <laughs> I got, I had a, I had figured it out, and man, this is sad, Mike. This is sad. I spent like three hundred dollars on notebooks and pens and all this other stationery stuff, and you know what? I did not finish many of them. <laughs> I got like halfway through and threw it away.
1: Mine's a little bit more embarrassing. So oh, yeah. I, I
0: spent a few hundred dollars on football cards. So. <laughs> hey, but, but to each their own there, you know, that's those are areas that are important to you. And I'm not one of those, uh, one of those people to say, you don't know, stop drinking coffee. Um, part of my, my day job is, you know, we, we do a lot of financial literacy and, and goal setting with folks who are in poverty and helping them get out of poverty. You know what? If you like having that coffee, then you don't get that coffee, but make sure you budget for it, right? So somewhere else, you're going to have to take money from to support that coffee, support those baseball cards, or support those notebooks. Yep. <laughs> or whatever else it is that you're into, right? Having a budget, and budget is such a uh, a polarizing word. Because when, when I say the word budget, Mike, what is that? What is that? How does that make you feel? What does that make you think of? Well, uh, bills. Bills? Yeah. Okay. Nice. Because yep. when I hear that, Actors. I think, what do I not? What can I not buy now? Yeah. I mean, how do I restrict myself? So I tend to think of looking and managing my money as having a cash flow plan. I'm going to have to get on a whole nother podcast and bring a couple of folks in to talk about this because we could talk about money all the time, right? Just get on a spending plan. There are so many ways for you to do that. I mean, if you're somebody who likes to write like we do, get a notebook, you know, get your bank statements and start plotting that out. If you're somebody who likes to nerd out with spreadsheets, you know what? Excel and Google, they have a bunch of free budget uh, worksheets to help you manage your money. Or like most people that I've encountered, we all have a smartphone and there are so many financial apps that can give you that real time access for you to be able to look at where your money is going. Okay. But get a plan
1: or do what I did. What did you do? I married a woman Day. no 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 we got to call that out my like, nope, nope. <laughs> she does all the financial stuff man she you know she, that's all that's what she does for a living so our all of our stuff is is legit Dude. look i have to admit something here if something happens we're trouble. gonna be getting a lot of bills unpaid bills because i don't know any passwords i don't know any of that stuff she you know i just i just I give her the amount that she tells me I have to give every week mm. and
0: she takes it from there. Well, it's good so, to have one of those, right? <laughs> Somebody in the relationship is going to be the saver and somebody's going to be the spender. Right. I mean, it's very rare that you're going to have two savers in, in the relationship, at, yeah. least, at least based on my experience working with people, right? <laughs> However, this is something that is important and God has entrusted you with these resources to manage well. So, So start working on that. Another area to talk about is start giving to a church and or organization that you support and are a part of. Generosity, man, generosity guards the heart from greed. Mm. You know, if you have a, a issue with greed and you want to hog all your money, start learning to be generous with it. And what do they say? You can't outgive God. Yeah. Okay. This is an area where I know if anybody's in here has done the financial peace university, um, but me, I'm a big building emergency fund person, right? Build an emergency fund. Um, if you've heard the Dave Ramsey stuff, he says, you know, the beginner emergency fund is anywhere from $500 to $1,000. A fully funded emergency fund is having at least three to six months worth of your expenses in savings because accidents and circumstances beyond your control will happen. Hmm. It's not if, it's when, right? right, right. So it will happen. And, and when you have that cushion, you've got some financial peace. And then the final area I would say to consider setting goals in is planning for the future and investing, right? There's levels to this, just like there's levels to reading and understanding scripture. There's, there's financial principles that have been established since the ancient times that are still relevant today. So let's be good stewards and set some goals in that area. Another area that we're going to talk about is career and work. And I would say, learn to master your craft. How are you showing up to work? Are you one of those folks who just show up to work and only care about a paycheck? You know what? God has also provided this opportunity for you to reflect Jesus in the way that you handle yourself in front of others. And and there's a lot of folks who have examples of, you know what? Work is my ministry. I'm there. And the way that I show up is I try to operate in integrity. I'm fortunate enough to have a job where I get to teach and coach all day. And for me, I'm sharing the principles of the Bible, and I don't even have to mention any names in the Bible. Right? I don't even have to mention God. Every principle that I teach, because nothing new is under the sun. So I teach these principles that have been around forever. Right? And so, how are you doing your best to honor God in that work? Okay. And another thing I want you to think about is how are you creating and adding value at work? Are you somebody who's dependable? I think when it comes to adding value, that's where you really get paid for. You get paid for the value you add to the company, not just showing up. And I think that when you start learning how to create and add value at work, it helps you get ahead and climb that economic mobility ladder. If you have a job, show up. thats I mean, that's my always advice is just, just to show up and work hard. Yep. And But don't work yourself into a grave. I don't want that to be on yeah. your tombstone, Mike. Here lies Michael Traheel. He worked hard. You know what I'm saying? This is why I'm talking about (laughs) life domains, though. Yeah. Because some folks will show up and you die hard about work, which you should do, because that's your livelihood. But at the same time, is work taking from the other domains?
1: Yeah. No. When when I get off of work, I clock out. Like Even sometimes I'll sit in my van, uh, because I do service work. So I'll sit in my van for a few minutes. I'll de-escalate everything I need to, and I take a deep breath when I leave that van, work does not enter the home, you know? So Mm -hmm. I don't, I mean, yeah, you know, I'll come home and I'll conversate with my wife. I'll tell her the good, the bad that happened and stuff like that. But I don't bring my attitude. uh, I don't bring in the, the stuff I had to deal with at work, the customers that, you know, I don't bring that attitude
0: into the home. Yeah. You know, when I clock out, I clock out. I just dropped a gem there. When you clock out, clock out, like leave it at work. You know, you have, we wear multiple hats. Okay, so take that hat off when you're done. And I also want to add this tidbit in there too. Make sure that you're utilizing some of your time off in terms of vacations. Okay? Because that is time that is given to you from your job and you need time away from that job. If you are fortunate enough to have uh, accrued vacation time. Not everybody gets that luxury, but most people do have vacation hours. This is something Mike that that one of my coworkers um and her name's Toronda, she when she said this, it blew my mind. She said, how are you going to dedicate all this time to a company that will replace you in a month if you left? You spent your, wi- your whole life working for this company. And you put all that life energy into that company, and if you were to leave, they'd replace you in a month. Does or that- the next day. Or oh, the next day, right? <laughs> Literally. So that should put work-life balance into perspective. Yeah. You know, we're, we're over here like, oh, man, I'm all about work. But yet, if you were to leave, they forget about you and replace you right away.
1: Or you know what? Guess what? the work will be there tomorrow. Yep, it'll
0: be there tomorrow too. So, so don't this is why we say there are different life domains that you need to be focusing on because if you're just about work, you're going to lose in the other areas. Now the final area before we wrap up, this is vocational and avocational. So this is education and learning and skill development. So are you developing the habit of becoming a lifelong learner? Right? Education didn't die when you graduated from school or college. There is so much to learn. And if you are a Christian, you're expected to learn and understand the Bible. That's just part of being a man, of, man or woman of faith, sorry. What are the skills that you need to develop to take you to the next level in light of the goals that you have set for yourself, right? What, what, what are the skills you need to learn in, in terms of uh, growing spiritually, in terms of uh, how to communicate with your family? Communication is a skill. Right? How are you learning how to, how to have those, uh, those conversations around conflict resolution at work and at home? What are those areas in your finances? Some of you may need to learn some of the basics of financial literacy. It's important. So therefore, some classes, some books, some podcasts. There's all these resources that are available to you. Start learning. What are those hobbies and interests that you have th- that you've always wanted to start, but you never made time to dive into them? Is 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 2023 a good time for you to do that? Is it time for you to, to pick up that uh, that archery bow <laughs> that's been sitting there in the corner of my office? Right, I got to get back to the archery range. That's a hobby that I love doing. You know what? I love creating. Make time for that, right? Life is more than work, okay? So make time for a hobby and also staying mentally sharp. Stephen Covey says its part of the... Um, Seven Habits of Highly Successful People. One of them is sharpening the saw. How are you staying mentally sharp? How are you keeping your brain engaged? What are you doing that's, that's helping you learn, what's helping you grow? So I read this quote. Um, I forgot what book it was, or maybe it was a meme. I saw it. But it said, a degree will earn you a living. Personal development will help you build wealth. Let me say that again. Having a degree... Will help you earn a living personal development will help you build wealth Mm, soak that up ponder that learning to grow as we close out this uh special episode for 2023 we want to talk about some of the things that we're looking forward to with this podcast and how we want to grow and develop while doing this podcast and the main area that you're that we're always gonna default to is growing in our understanding of God's word. What about you, Mike?
1: Yep. No, that's uh that's my main that's pretty much what I'm gonna be focusing on this year is is my growth in reading, learning, and understanding the word. Definitely.
0: I wanna be able to for us to be on a podcast and I'll be able to rattle off scriptures that were in my head <laughs> that I didn't have to write down, right? Because those scriptures are in me. That is one of the main goals because, you know, as Mike and I grow closer in the word, it helps us be able to communicate and have deeper conversations about God's word on these podcasts and these shows that we're doing. And this is our journey, this is part of our journey. Another area, Mike, is, is learning to improve the audio. I believe that our audio has improved since episode one. <laughs> 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 we we're trying to figure this out. We're still newbies in this, but that's an area we can always get better in is learning how to produce better quality content. Yep. Um. Also getting better at interviewing folks. We, yeah. We're we looking to have some some pretty amazing people coming up this year to to join us. And interviewing is an art form that I want to improve at because I believe that, Asking good questions leads to great dialogue. Yeah. Another area for us to improve in is creating a community on social media, yeah. and that's posting. And I, for one, I'll be honest, I don't like social media. To me, it's like a, a an attention trap. Yeah. I get on it, and I intend to. Hey, let me go engage somebody, but then I just end up flipping through it and just looking at so many uh, uh, articles or whatever. And then now that they got the reels on there, bro, I lost like an hour. You know doing that so being more mindful about that like but using it as a tool to help us grow a community for the kingdom misfits podcast
1: yeah no i, I agree we need to have a social media presence i mean i I'm, just, I'm the same way i get on there and i just go down rabbit holes i'm like what am i doing like four hours later i, get, I lay down in bed it's eight o'clock and uh next thing i know it's like
0: two thirty in the morning and like what the heck for <laughs> and then also keeping in mind what we learned from uh freddie cordova at the men's breakfast we yeah. was talking about that like We want to show the humility in terms of what we're doing. I don't want to be front and center even while doing social media because our goal is to point you towards the cross. That's always the main goal. So we want to avoid getting our heads puffed up because somebody liked our video. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Which is cool. Please like and subscribe. And then uh, another area um, we hope to, to bring to you all is some video content next year. It'd be nice for us to figure out and learn how to I'm not the one one you do the podcast with video recording us at the same time so we can um, have video for those who like to watch video. I've heard that feedback from several folks like man, I wish you guys had video because they're used to watching YouTube. Yeah. So those are some areas that we're looking to accomplish uh, or to move forward and make progress in in 2023. Um, Mike, anything else you want to say before we close out?
1: Like I said throughout this whole podcast, man, just get into your word. If you need help and you de- you deal with uh, you know mental illness or you know depression reach out uh especially you man you know don't th- there's no such thing as a uh a muscular masculine uh depressed dead man you know you're no good to nobody <laughs> wow you know yeah. and, and it's, it's real you know yeah. and, and like i said i i've dealt with that just the last couple of weeks you know but i find my strength in christ you know and and I, I, my heart this year, guys, is really to just I, I want I want people to be saved by this. I, I want people to uh, one day find us in heaven and say thank you because of what you said changed not only my life, but my family. You know, I want to that's that's where I'm going to get, you know, satisfaction from is just reaching people and, and bringing people to Christ and, and just helping helping people that, that struggle with, you know, the things that, I, that I've struggled with or that I continue to struggle with amen
0: amen i want to thank all of you who have supported us over the past two years listened to our podcast shared our podcast and given us feedback that means the world to us because it means that we're reaching somebody right? right another opportunity to point somebody towards the cross so with that being said i'm david i'm mike we're the kingdom misfits and we'll see you next episode
1: peace